Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle aged warriors, Chris Samino and Rick Summers. Well, welcome back to Middle Aged Warriors. We've got a show that we don't know where we're going, we have no direction. So, this ought to be fun, Rick. <laughs> this is essentially like when you were in school and you didn't study for the exam and it was like, oh, we have a pop quiz today. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> winging it, but the problem is there's no multiple choice, so we're going to have to make this stuff up as we go along. You know but, what? But, Some of our best stuff is that, so there often, you go. Often, but welcome to the show, and this is going to be, I guess, our Thanksgiving show, so uh, we should start with that, number one. What do you, uh, what do you get thankful for? Well, to be perfect, I mean, I am truly thankful for that, we are getting somewhat back, you know, to a to a, a normal lifestyle. I'm thankful. Oddly enough, uh, some people might not. I'm thankful we found a vaccine in the last year, and that it has opened the doors to at least being closer to where we were pre-pandemic. And I'm really thankful for the fact, knock on, that nobody in my family really, you know, has no. has fallen to it yeah. in a serious way. And so many people. Uh, you know, lost loved ones and, and lost their lives. So uh, we want to remember them as well on this Thanksgiving. But I'm certainly thankful for that, that uh, I've, I've got another shot here. So how about you? Um, and this will sound corny, but I'm thankful for you. Oh, I'm thank thankful you. for oh. all you do for me. I am thankful for the, the love that I have in my life, courtesy of Miss Valerie. Mm -hmm. I Wonderful am thankful woman. for a roof over my head, food on my table and being able to make it to the toilet in time. <laughs> that's this week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, we'll, we'll, so true. So true. No, don't be so presumptuous by the yeah, way. Really. No, but, no there, there's, there, but there, there's, there's so much in my life, obviously that I can be, that I am. No, there. I know. And you know, we're in a sweet place, but that doesn't stop us from bitching and complaining nonetheless, which yeah, we uh, do. we're yeah. going to do. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, we, we should do that. By the way, uh, before the show, I brought up something and I, I kind of, people can't see it, but we were on a Zoom call. So I, I showed it to Rick. It's a box of Malomars. Malomars. Oh. Yes. Now, if you don't know what a Malomar is, then you've been, you've been under a rock, but yeah, it's, it's basically, it's a, it's a marshmallow on top of a wafer uh, covered Cupboard in dark in chocolate. It. Yeah. Oh my <sighs> God. They are so good. I remember being younger and, probably being drunk or stoned mm -hmm. <laughs> just like give me another malamar no dude these were these were like munchy heaven you could do a sleeve in no, in no time it was like a you sleeve. know seriously i mean they go you know and then when you start you know i try now to nibble around the edges i make it a whole process you know i nibble the wafer at the bottom and then get to the marshmallow eventually in the old days you'd pop the whole thing in your mouth but oh yeah uh, you know but one of the funny things i was saying also before do you remember the um the, the hockey, the table hockey games, you know, with oh, the sure. rods yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I, I love the, that game. And I was, I, quite frankly, I was, I was very good at it. But <laughs> for whatever okay. reason, <laughs> we lost the puck. And I don't know, I, I, again, I don't think, I think I was too young at this point. I don't think it was a, a Friday, Saturday night drunken experience or anything like that. <laughs> okay, good. But <laughs> I decided to use a, we decided we were going to use a Malamar as a puck. <laughs> Was it frozen? We stuck it in the fridge. It never was frozen, actually. So after a while, it started sticking to those metal. Once you started hitting enough slap shots and the chocolate was breaking off, the oh, marshmallow God. would stick. Uh, obviously, 
the, you know, the, the, Mar- the Malamars were too big to fit in the goal anyway. So it was a very low scoring <laughs> so game. Nobody scored. <laughs> nobody scored. It was a defensive battle with the Malamar. But uh, I don't know. I don't know why I even brought that up. But I thought it was kind of it was a kind of but a funny visual. And it's interesting because Malamars really are uh, akin to our our youth. And you were telling me some of the history of Malamars, which was I don't want to say fascinating, but it certainly <laughs> was interesting. Yeah, well, I didn't realize I, you know, I finally I turned the box over. Normally, I don't waste my time. I just open the box and pull out the Malamars. Um, but yeah, you know, <laughs> I was I was kind of showing it to you, and I realized when I showed it to you, I saw the back of the box, and it's a whole history of Malamars. They're over a hundred years old. The first box was sold in 1913 to a grocer in West Hoboken, New Jersey. That's unbelievable. And to this day, seventy percent of all Malamars are sold in the New York City area. Actually. Uh, of all their sales, which is pretty incredible. So I guess if you go to California, be hard pressed to find a Malamar. But you found one somewhere different, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. We were down in um, Maryland last weekend, and um, Valerie's cousin Tom and his wife Tara actually pulled out some Malamars, which is like <laughs> it's like go. Christmas morning. It's like there you go. All right. Okay, before we go any further, first a word from our sponsor. It's Bet Online. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Remember, head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B L E A V. 5-0 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, and again, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So now uh, to shift gears dramatically, because I was talking about this today with Edme as I was you know, in the car, we were sitting in traffic for a change, which is yeah. back in full force. But, you know, the infrastructure bill, you know, going through $1.2 trillion. And it's, it's really wonderful. It's wonderful if it creates jobs. And I mean, that's truly what we need. We've got a lot of roads and bridges and tunnels that definitely need work, not only yeah. here in the city, but nationwide. But being the selfish person I am, all I could think of, can you imagine when they start repairing all these roads and these bridges and these tunnels, what kind of traffic we're going to have in New York, in New York. And you know how long it takes to get anything done here. So I'm thinking maybe everything would be complete by like 2040. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. So, and we'll be what 80. I plan on being on a beach somewhere in a retirement home. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. You know, and it's so frustrating. Uh, And I feel bad saying this, but I was joking around the other night saying it. And I, I continue to say, I miss the pandemic in the sense that <laughs> well, the city life was so quiet and so many people were gone. It was just so much nicer being able to get from here to there without the stressors that are now multiplied exponentially because everybody's well, in their own car and right. nobody wants to go on mass transit still. That's the thing. I mean, but I mean, the objective, if, if if the objective was only getting from point A to point B, yes, during the pandemic, you're like, wow, I didn't realize it was this close. Um, but, you yeah. know, the reality also was during that time, it was kind of depressing and 
And, yeah. and almost scary at times to see places like Times Square empty and the theater district empty, which, you know, you had brought up before the, the Times Square area. It is it's booming with people. I mean, once again, and yeah, um, I did something uh, last week that I haven't done since before the pandemic, and that was actually go to a concert at Madison Square Garden. And I saw was Dave Matthews, right? For a change, I saw the Dave Matthews band, which uh, <laughs> this was, this was, um, I don't know if I'm embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed to say, but I will say it was my 76th show. You've seen uh, Dave Matthews 76 times? 76 times, yes. Um, started, oh it started in May of 2002. I guess it was my son. I took my son. It was my son's first concert. He was the fan. And it kind of went from there. And every summer they do this huge tour. And we go to three, four shows. We started traveling as a family <laughs> around the country. Anyway, but the point being, and I, from where I parked my car, I walked through Times Square and yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is the same as it was pre-pandemic. It yeah. didn't feel any different. And For those of us who are New Yorkers, tried and true, it is so insulting to see these people in costumes oh, out there taking pictures with tourists. I mean, they're in like Spider-Man or Superman or Minnie Mouse. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so annoying. And I, I'll go, I'll go on public record as saying, go away, get a real job. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, and they, and they take people for quite a bit of money when they do that. And that's the other yeah. thing. I mean, there was a time and what I noticed uh, this time around, because it's funny you should say that one of the biggest backups of one of the streets I was just trying to cross, I realized ultimately was because these characters were all around there and they were taking pictures and was blocking off the area. They had at one time cordoned off a space that they had to stay in. They could not the go characters. outside of that space. I <laughs> didn't notice that this time. Uh, so they're still they're still freewheeling loosey goosey. I don't know. We'll see if we'll see if the new mayor reels them in come uh, come next year when he gets uh, you know put into office. But uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Now going back to Times Square this year, New Year's Eve, it's on. De Blasio is like, oh yeah, we're having a big party. The world is welcome. Everybody, come on down. And it's like, oh god. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I can't imagine. First of all, I don't know about you. Have you ever done it? Yes, but. I've done it from a distance. You were in a hotel. <laughs> no, but close. Okay. I used to work at 1515 Broadway, which is where MTV was. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. Total Request Live. Right. And back in the early 90s, there was a bank on the second floor that got pushed out of there by MTV. So while they were remodeling it, we basically uh, brought in dinner for New Year's Eve with a couple oh, wow. of friends and sat on the floor, like three floors up. And and I vowed that I will never, ever spend New Year's Eve in Times Square because it was insane. I mean, there were people climbing on top of telephones and, and peeing on the street. And it well, was, you know, yeah. and that's that's the thing. I, I saw the, uh, the, the head of uh, the Times Square, uh, whatever the organization is that handles all of these things. And he was being interviewed. And one of the uh, the newscasters asked him, what about porta potties for this event? And, you know, and then he was like, well, look, we're out of time. But, but <laughs> he, I want to answer the question. Yeah. But then he did say, like, look, it's it's something that unfortunately, it's, it's such a difficult security issue. It's such a difficult thing, uh, I guess, to coordinate. And but that is the thing. 
when you go in and you're going to be in there outside in that crowd, once and you're in cold. the once you're in the pen, you you're not getting out of the pen. And you know, I don't know what everybody's bodily functions are like, but man, that's a long stretch of time and often in the cold that you're trying you to can't. hold on to your your stuff. And it really brings to mind when you were a kid and your parents said, I told you to go before we left. (laughs) (laughs) How many times can you go? I mean, you know, and these people for New Year's Eve often that they're lining up hours and hours and hours before. And the thing now is everybody has to be vaccinated. So they're they're going through this whole thing where you've got to show your, you know, so the whole process is, you know, it's really one person at a time, I guess, in in different locations being allowed in. So I I don't know how that's going to fly, but. Uh, I've never done it. I really have no desire to. The closest I came was I, I crossed through it before it happened. Uh, I was an uncle was visiting. I don't even I don't even think it would be possible any longer. I was working at NBC at the time and my uncle was visiting and he was staying at a hotel and I had to cross through Times Square. And I managed to, you know, I was trying to show police officers my NBC ID. A lot of them weren't even interested. And then one guy recognized me. He's all right, go ahead, Chris, hope and hurry, you know. And was like, <laughs> so I ran across and, was, and I barely got back for the for the 11 o'clock newscast. But uh, that was probably the closest I've ever come to, to being. And yeah. I have no I have no desire. No that, desire. Really. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, it's something you do once. Check it off your list. I guess. And it's also something you do when you're younger. I mean, there are things, you know, I see around the world. I, I'm not one of those people that likes huge, I don't want to be part of a really huge crowd if I can help it. There are a lot of things in this life I want to do once that you see these events and these things, but just, I don't know when there's just so many people in one small space, I get, I don't know if I'm a little claustrophobic. I just don't like the feeling. It just, it, well, especially nowadays, given, yeah. you know, the, the notoriety of terrorism uh, around the world. And, and I just feel like it's such an easy target. Yeah. Well, again, and that's why the security has is, is tremendous. Yeah. Those and and a hats off to our uh, our first responders, police, ambulance, yeah. firefighters in New York City, who often, you know, work New Year's Eve to make sure that the city functions safely and productively. And our police officers are unbelievable. The guys and gals who show up to patrol Times Square for New Year's Eve. No, they do a tremendous job and under a lot of pressure. And I, I can't imagine that the people that they encounter <laughs> at that point in time, because it's just, you know, all bets so, are uh, off. Wait, I do want to ask you, because I didn't, how was Dave Matthews? Actually, you know, what's funny about it going into this. The last time I saw Dave Matthews, I left the show feeling a little, this might be the last time I'm, I'm you know, I think maybe I'm done for a while here. But I have to tell you, they came out of the shoot on fire at this concert. Perhaps one of the best starts I've ever seen in my 75 shows prior to that, uh, to the concert. And, it, you know, they 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 were on fire. They nailed it. They, they were just so tight. And it was a great show. I mean, they lifted the roof again at the Garden. It was just so cool to be back in Madison Square Garden, seeing a concert again of any kind and just seeing people have, enjoying themselves. Has the band been touring or was this their first show back? No, this was actually the last show of the tour. They had toured during the summer, a lot of outdoor venues. Okay. Um, I'm I'm a little partial after. I mean, I did a lot of outdoor venues, these amphitheaters and things that they do during the summer. 
but I find that people get <clears throat> a little more drunk and unruly at those, to be quite frank. Madison Square Garden, the audience always seems to be a little more mature for me, and I, I kind of like that. And there's just something about the magic of the garden. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's the best. How I mean, there are so many people from. Look at Billy Joel. I mean, he's you know he won't he won't yeah. leave. Uh, <laughs> you know, El, Elton John has played there so many times. So many people call that the yeah. mecca of places to perform. So I've seen so many great shows there. I mean, I've seen the who there. I don't know. Who, who are some of the most memorable concerts of people you've seen there? Uh, for me, my first concert, actually my first and my last concert, because it was uh, a little more than a year ago, uh, was Peter Frampton in oh, 1976. Wow. Frampton but comes I, alive. Yes. Yeah. But I've seen uh, the Springsteen number of times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen uh, Fleetwood Mac there. I've seen Genesis there. I've seen a lot of great shows over the years. I, The one show I haven't seen that I would wish I had, uh, but it's kind of late now because they've lost a couple of members, is the Eagles. Yes. I would like to have seen the Eagles. I've seen Don Henley, but uh, Glenn Fry passed away, uh, I believe, not too long ago, right? Yeah, I think, I believe yeah. so. Hold on, I've, I've got a call from I've got a call from a friend, but this isn't going to work. You're you're in the midst of our podcast right now, Brownie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And you decided to FaceTime me, but um, you know what's very funny? What's very funny, by the way, I was thinking about you today. I have your business card right here, actually, on my desk, also, and <laughs> and I did have something I wanted to I wanted to speak to you about. So. Well, when you get done with your podcast, I'm sorry to bother your audience. That's quite all right, but but uh, <laughs> I'll I'll check back with you. Are you around this evening? I'm sitting here right at my computer, waiting to Facetime you again. Okay, I'll be back in a few. <laughs> all right, love yeah. you. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That's so funny because I really was thinking about him. I he used to work with me at NBC for many many years, and now he's in real That's estate. That's too funny. So it was kind of weird. I, I thought I was actually killing the Facetime call, and I ended up opening it up. So. Yeah. My apologies for the distraction. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. I thought I was answering the call and I was actually hanging up. Hanging up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 So, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm glad you asked. Thanks. Well, we're doing the night before Thanksgiving our spaghetti and meatball fest at Tony's Tinopoli. We should mention uh, that's a tradition. It is a tradition. This has got to be, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. Uh, been, uh, Valerie and I have been doing it a long time and slowly but surely we've been building it up to a couple of years ago when you mm. were there and we had like 20, yeah. 23 people. Uh, unfortunately, most of those people have moved away from New York and are not around to, to join us this year, but we're going to do it anyway. And uh, and then the next day we're going to get up really early because we're going to try and get out of Manhattan before the parade ends because traffic is bad enough on Thanksgiving Day as it is. We're going to drive down to Princeton okay. uh, and see Valerie's sister and brother-in-law and stay over the night and then come back up. But uh, it's going to be pretty low-key. That's good, though. And we'll be hosting some about a dozen people here. Uh, or Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, so I'm sure I'll have some prep work before I'll try to get it done. Um, Thanksgiving is one of those things. I, I kind of I like it. Because it's it's a it's it's a gathering holiday of family, but it's it's not about you know I've got to get gifts and carry this in and who's going to be happy with the gift, not happy with the gift. Or uh, I, I have I have a gift phobia. It's not that I don't like to give gifts. I just always feel like I'm a failure at giving gifts. Oh, that's I just always true. feel like I'm going to disappoint. And 
I kind of know where it came from, but I don't want to bring it up now. It's probably too personal of information and I don't want to, you know, Okay. but it, it, it's, you know, you get gun shy and then you start to double, you know, you're like questioning. So is that the right gift? Should I get that? And then I get overwhelmed and I feel like it's, you know, and I, I can't wait until it's over, which is probably yeah. not the right approach wow. to, uh, to Christmas. But uh, that's kind of where I am with that. So that's why I like Thanksgiving. It's like, Hey, good food, good wine, no pressure, friends, football, whatever. And you're, and you're done. Yeah. Well, you know. often, and the weather's really starting to feel November like, uh, which it has it here. And I mean, it was 70 degrees yesterday. I wore shorts. Yeah. I mean, yesterday, I mean, parts of New Jersey got into the mid seventies and uh, today it's, it's a little nippier. I think Thanksgiving right now, at least if I'll put on my meteorological hat, it'll be brisk, but it shouldn't be bad. It, it probably uh, in the low fifties, which really is. Let's roll bad. the dice here. When are we getting our first snow in New York? First yeah. measurable snow. Oh, we used to have a pool when I was when I worked yeah. in the business. We used to have a pool for that, actually. Um, you know, that's always a little tough. We used to do the the first official inch of snow in Central Park. When would that be? Uh, I will guesstimate. Lately, it's been happening in that window of December sixth through twelfth. But years prior, it was it was later than that. Um, I'm going to suspect it's going to be around. The tenth to the fifteenth. So don't hold me to it. Actually, I'm writing this down. Write that down between well, December tenth and fifteenth. No oh boy. Fifteen. Okay. This is what I need. And I'm going to go with. Uh, I know, really, more pressure. Yeah. Uh, and I'll go with uh, December fourth. Probably I'm, end up being right. <laughs> I'm going to go early, but right. uh, yeah, it, it can happen. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the snow. It's so weird like seeing them skated at Rockefeller Center and uh, the rink in Bryant Park and the rink up in uh, in Harlem. It's just, I can't believe everybody's, it's like nothing ever happened. Well, did you prefer that? I mean, I, I don't want people to continue to linger in, in the shadow of the of the pandemic fear if the right precautions are being taken. I, yeah, no, I know. It's just, there are times that I'm in the city and I'm just thinking to myself, was this a dream? Did the, the world oh. shut down? And yeah, you know when. And now, when you drive across town and you look at all the businesses that are boarded up and closed, you realize it wasn't a dream. No, there there are quite a few places, obviously, that you know could never recover from it, and that's certainly it. You know, especially the restaurant industry, and and that was the thing. I was looking at something statistically. They were talking about come January, how many people would actually be returning to the office? Yeah, and it was like you know, 30 something percent. And then how many would be returning for five days a week? And it was only like 18 percent. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking all of these businesses, particularly in Manhattan, in those districts that have coffee shops and lunch shops and, you know, were just, you know, places where people would normally shop when they came to work for right. whatever item they needed. 75 percent or more of the business is gone. How are they going to survive? And well, it's and so interestingly, scary. You know, acting Governor Hochul, who took over for ousted Governor Cuomo, mm -hmm. uh, had a, a, a meeting the other day encouraging people to come back to work and talking about the trickle down of all these coffee shops and newspaper vendors and, yeah. and businesses of that sort that depend on, you know, the activity of people coming in and going to their stores and yeah. You know, making a small purchase, but a lot of small purchases really they add up and stay afloat. I mean, we need we need to continue to socialize as human beings. That's what separates us from from others. And if we're going to spend most of our time 
just hibernating in our homes or apartments, pseudo offices, making them the pseudo offices. I mean, there's there's an upside to some of it. I don't have a problem with four day work weeks and 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 you rotate the people in the office stay home one day. That 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 helps just you know slowing down on on pollution and wearing down roads and things of that nature. You know, it is a good thing. Right. But when it if it's so significant that it impacts the economy, the local economy, you know, now now you've got a problem. So yeah, uh, for these small business owners, I really do. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. You know, you you brought something up the other day. There was a little place back in the '90s that I used to go to on Second Avenue, little Italian restaurant with a piano, and I would go in between. I used to work the weekends. I'd I'd go there in between the six and eleven o'clock newscast sometimes with a friend, one of the floor directors there. It's called Mimi's. And you brought it up the other night, and I haven't heard about Mimi's in probably 20 years. <laughs> yeah, well, I got to tell you, they're still in business and That's still fantastic. going strong. That is and, great to hear. And you know what? It's ironic because they literally are a couple of blocks from where I live in the city. Yeah. I've driven past them a thousand times and always said, you should go there sometime. Well, the other night after uh, an event, looking for a place to just get a glass of wine or something that was not a bar, but we wanted to sit down and have a little dessert, a little coffee, a little whatever it was. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere really to go anymore in New York because of uh, the employment, because they've mm-hmm. so many people are not working that staffs are, are, are short. And so we went by Mimi's uh, because apparently they're still serving till like four in the morning. And they wow. were, and they were great. And it was so much fun. Uh, it was nice. It was nice to be out, though this old soul doesn't do so well at uh, mm-hmm. two o'clock in the morning anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. I know. Uh, yeah, the, I night, know. the night of the concert, by the time I got home, it was 1 a.m. And, and then I had a, a gig the other day. I had to get up at 3 a.m. I'm like, hmm, no wonder I feel pretty crappy right now. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. You don't bounce back quite the same way. No, you don't. We got to figure out how we have to figure out how to do that. But in any event, uh, I guess uh, I just want to wish everybody out there a happy, a safe Thanksgiving. Uh, find the things to be thankful for. Find the people, yeah. if you can, that you love the most to be thankful for, and let them know. Uh, which kind of leads me to even the you know the I meant to tell you, which is uh, I launched the first full segment this week, and just tell people what you mean. And what you feel, and I'm talking positive for the most part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could tell them the other stuff too. That has to be done more delicately. But uh, ex- express to people, you know, your love, your appreciation now while they're here, not when they're gone or they disappear and they're out of your life. Um, that's something I think we should focus a little bit more on. I'd like to really spend uh, a show of ours promoting your entity, what I meant to tell you, uh, <laughs> because I think it's really worthwhile. And well, uh, thank you. I just uh, I think it's something that uh, our middle aged warriors would enjoy. Well, I mean, I, I've appreciated the stories we've gotten so far. Um, some folks sort of they dip their toe in the water and then they disappear on us, um, you know, which I, you know, maybe they have second thoughts. There's nothing to be afraid of. And I'm hoping the more people see of how we're putting this forward. And I'm trying to, you know, put this forward in the most professional, delicate, sensitive and moving way to tell their stories. Uh, hopefully others will come forward with their stories and be willing, you know, to do it because I think, you know, th- it runs the gamut. It's, it's not just about lost loved ones. It's about people who are still alive. It's about just things we need or should have said, whether it puts us at peace 
or somebody else at peace, I think it's a good thing. You can head over to it's I meant to tell you, spell it out, I meant to tell you.com. Uh, and you'll see some of the latest information there. You'll find out where you can send information to us if you want, or just look at some of the videos that are out there. There's a YouTube channel with the same name, et cetera, et cetera. And don't forget to tell them who came up with that brilliant idea. And basically, and you will see, if you watch the show, you will see at the end, watch the credits. There's a certain someone by the name of Rick Summers who gets credit as co-creator, uh, who's basically conceptualized this more from a book standpoint. And uh, and I'm hoping one day I'm going to find that book too, by the way. I, I'm looking for that, Rick. You better start work on that. Well, You're listen, slacking. Rick, the, the truth of the matter is, from a business standpoint, what you need to do is condense all your interviews and make a book out of it. No, that's your job. I meant to okay. tell you that's your job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's done. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening in. I hope you got this far. If you didn't, that's okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sunshine always. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Stay safe. Be good, feel good, and thank you so much for spending time with Chris and Rick and being a middle-aged warrior here with us on the Believe Podcast Network. Once again, our show brought to you by Bet Online. Hey, thanks for joining us again on Middle-Aged Warriors here on the Believe Podcast Network. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. Five stars would be really, really nice. Not that I'm trying to influence you or anything. Also, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Middle-aged warriors, your mileage may vary. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.